stupid thing to say. Well, so the chicken man. There he is. You got it. I got nothing. You got found the chicken man. Nothing. Get out of here. Get out of your dog. What's your favorite movie? What's your favorite horror movie? Is there any? Come on, buddy. I've told this story before, but my grandmother—no, sorry, my mother's grandmother—she um, was in a theater and saw, I think it's either *Bride of Frankenstein* or one of the later *Frankenstein* sequels. And then there's a moment where there's a child uh, in front of a lava <coughs> pit, and the monster lifts the child up. And it's like like that for like a fraction of a second, and then turns and puts the child on a ladder, and the child climbs up. It's mm-hmm. like oh! oh. <laughs> During that moment, m- my uh, mother's grandmother passed out in the theater because of the drama. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Collapsed in the aisles. <laughs> All right. And it, I saw it, and it's half a second. It's like wow. half a second. Did you also pass out? Is it like a curse against I, the Willems family? Yeah, I had to rewind it to make sure that was the moment. I'm still not sure if you know how everyone tells that story about the the, the train coming towards the, oh, yeah. the camera and everyone freaked out. I still don't know if that's true or not. I'm one I'm, guy did it and everyone everyone freaked no, out. I'm gonna I want to believe this. it. I want to. Human it. beings are, are pretty dumb. Mm. Yeah, they're pretty dumb. I believe that a handful of great people rise up and then drag everyone else. All of the rest of humanity with them. Sure. But if you ever go to a parking lot and look at what is parked in compact spaces, you can just you can see right there <laughs> that human beings. That's are how you're garbage. defining how society's doing. I think I mean it's parking. It, it's yeah, it's a pretty good indicator. I, I took a few photos this weekend. I was at a Trader Joe's and I saw a bunch of shopping carts next to the railing of where you'd return the shopping carts. I said, "Fuck you, <laughs> fuck all of you." They they went. Good enough. Yeah. How little can you care? <sighs> but is that stupidity or is it laziness? Yes. Welcome, everybody, to an extra spooky episode of Film House. Uh, this week's episode is brought to us by Mac Weldon. So thanks for sponsoring the show, Mac Weldon. I'll talk a little bit more about them later. But I'd like to first introduce my guests. Uh, who's here today? Who's here? That's Adam. Sounding off, Adam, uh, horror expert number one. James, horror expert number two. Alana, horror expert number three. We didn't plan this. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Daniel, horror expert, also number one. We don't plan anything. (laughs) It also Um, sounded like you said horror expert. uh Uh-oh. What did you you say? Yeah. Oh. (laughs) What what are you here to talk (laughs) about? Can I get this comment out of the way so you don't have to reply to it in text form? But Dan, it's only September. Why are we doing horror films? Oh, well, I think uh, it's good to get jazzed about the month of October and horror movies kind of as it gets going. This will air just a day or two before October. Exactly. Um, so I like to get in the mood in ho- in, uh, for Halloween during October. There's also a lot of cool movies coming out that we might review. So mm. I figured, whoa, <laughs> my God. Wait, isn't one of them Venom? If, <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> if, oh, yeah. That's going to be scary. If people are going to start celebrating Christmas in, like, July – yeah, you should be able to start celebrating Halloween in September. I'll tell you what, I was in Japan two weeks ago. Halloween shit everywhere. They go hard, <laughs> yeah, like more they, than the US, which I would right. not have expected. When I, when I went years ago, our hotel was Hotel Transylvania themed. Like in early October, it's crazy. That's cool. They got it right over there. <laughs> yeah, those smart Japanese well, peoples. The irony of that, though, is that Hotel Transylvania doesn't take place during Halloween, to the best of my knowledge. I've never seen it, so I, I don't believe know. it takes place away from Halloween because that's when they don't have to be spooky, so they go on vacation. <laughs> uh, I'd like to start cruise? talking about my favorite horror film, <laughs> Hotel <right>. Transylvania. <laughs> <laughs> the third one where they go on a cruise. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you, you want to get going? You want uh, yeah, me take, to get going? Take it away. No, James actually, Wells. actually, no. I, I want Adam to start. Yeah. You want me to start? I want Adam to start. Well, because you, we decided when we talked about this. I didn't want to do a... Mm, glad someone's talking about this film. I didn't want to do a specific Halloween horror movie. Also, uh, get this out of the way, I have a different definition for, I guess, horror and scary. Mm. I feel like most movies coming out today are scary movies. Mm-hmm. Horror movies, I feel like, are something that's a bit more mentally disturbing. Like a sense of dread. That That's what I consider horror. So the last great horror film I recall seeing was It Follows, which came out 2015, I believe. Am I right, Dan? Do you know? Who yeah, knows? Well, sounds that right. sounds about right. All right. Just, uh, either way. Does it matter? Shake not, the mouse. Not a couple not, years ago. <laughs> Shake the mouse. Not say. too long ago. No, um, it no. doesn't. <laughs> so, <clears throat> sorry about that. It Follows uh, is one of those movies where it, it hits those uh, those three notes that I think 
does things really well. It builds up. It doesn't really show you the monster, and it keeps you asking questions. Uh, the monster that they show are it could be anybody, but it also is formless, which I really liked about it. And then they used they did another thing that horror does really well is that it is a parallel for something else. Mm-hmm. It is a uh, either it's a metaphor or it's trying to make a statement about something. This one being basically an STD um, about uh, unprotected sex and how that could lead to your death. Uh, that's sort of like <laughs> that. That's sort of the undertones that it has. But it, it I've just felt like I don't with, think it's preachy though. It's not like being no, like no. practice safe sex. Not at all. But I think it, it uses that as an analog. Yeah. And it's like, well, what if you know sex could kill you? And it does that in such a smart way that it it doesn't necessarily. I feel like when you do a, a scary or a modern scary movie, they the movies rely too much on jump scares and there's no build up. It's just a lot of Loud noises, things go bang, and you jump. I really like these movies with an overwhelming sense of dread, especially yeah. this when you, uh, I guess for those who don't know what the movie is, uh, there is a disease or a curse that gets passed on based on the last person you had sex with if they have this curse, and this thing will follow you until it kills you. Well, so there's a line of people, right? Yeah. The whole idea is that it will track, there's basically a list and once you have sex, now your name has been added to the list. Mm-hmm. But you're now the person who gave it to you is now at least one step higher on the list. Yeah. yeah. So the thing tries to kill everyone, and like once a, it could get back to you in mm-hmm. theory. So it's yeah. like a pyramid scheme, kind of. It's like you're the trying ring. to spread it down. Yeah, it's, sort it's, of. And they try to run away from it, but you can't. And the thing that I find like that it follows does it exceptionally well is that it makes any human scary. It just makes someone mm-hmm. casually walking past a threat and it, it basically means that there is no sense of comfort at any point in the film because the thing that's threatening just looks like anything else. Mm-hmm. The last movie that had this same sort of impact uh, was a long time ago. It was a Denzel Washington film called Fallen. Oh, yeah. And it's not exactly a horror film but it's essentially the devil is in someone's body. He is killed but he can just, he can move by being touched by anybody. Mm. And so he's just being passed around by anybody. And I, I like that clever use of the supernatural, where it could be anybody, it could be anything, and this. Mo- I, the, my only issue with it follows is that it creates rules and then it tries to kind of explain the rules, but then not really. So I thought the bit with the pool was just kind of dumb. It it's the, like a video game boss fight. Yeah, the the it the ending leaves something to be desired, but I'm not. I'm ju- trying to judge the movie on as a whole, and yeah. I feel like two thirds of this movie are really well done. And I can forgive the ending because of just sort of how frightening the whole thing felt. Also, I knew nothing about this movie going in. Mm. I believe I took Blaine, actually, to go see mm. it. Uh, he was in town. I was like, hey, this movie looks cool. Let's go watch it. And uh, those are typically the most scary the, – the scariest films for me are ones I know nothing about. Yeah. The last one before that was The Ring. Ugh. Went in went in blind. I had no idea what was going on. And uh, those, are the, those are the best films. So it, this is a tough one, especially if you haven't seen the movie. And you feel like this is a recommendation because now you know so much about it, you're going to have some sort of expectation. I think it's still good, though, because it does give you that sense of dread that we couldn't explain properly in words. And yeah. like, th- I just love this kind of stuff where you're like, that could just be a lady walking. Is <laughs> well, it? Don't know. Because yeah. they don't so run you don't or know anything. She's hallucinating or not. I was say, mm-hmm. That's also the fun part about this movie is they throw in the curveball that only you can see. The thing. I forgot right, about right? that. Right? Yeah. So everyone, no one else sees anything. So no one else acknowledges it. So, like, once everyone's on her side, it's a matter of figuring out how to deal with those new rules and mm-hmm. stuff. I think kind of to Adam's point, though, a lot of great horror movies don't have an amazing third act. Yeah. Like, it's it's kind of like, inevitable. It's tough usually, because right? concept is, is such a big part of it. Right. Like, what's the premise? And then what's the excitement of the premise? And then resolving the premise is always, n- is never as good as anything else. So, like, yeah, so this stuff is... <laughs> that looks a little goofy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it has some goofy moments when I... But it's still, it's a thing where you're like, oh, it's just a person on the beach. And then you're like, oh, wait, it's not. Like, it's yeah. whatever this monster <laughs> is. And I think yeah. uh, this also gives you an interesting kind of moral dilemma. It's like, okay, so if you have something and you know that if you have sex with someone, it will try to kill them, mm-hmm. do you still do it? Because the alternative is that it kills you and then it just kills the person before you. And I think that she got sexually assaulted. So for her, it's like, well, she... No, she didn't get sexually assaulted. Didn't he, like, kind of knock her out? 
No. No, no. He has sex with her and then he ties he her ties up. He ties her up. You're right. Yeah. So he, needs a, he needs sex. to show her. Because yeah, yeah, he feels right, real right, bad right. about it. <laughs> yeah. So he made the choice to do it. <laughs> then, then he they, ties her up and like, well, we yeah. shouldn't talk about that because that's but, a thing that you can see. They, but they do, they do some interesting stuff with the rules that they created in this world um, where one of the, the kids goes like he finds a hooker. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And then she's obviously going to sleep with a bunch of people. So it's like, oh, this is an interesting way of getting around it. But it doesn't last very long. Mm-hmm. And so it does do those like pretty smart things where it asks those sort of questions. But the other thing I liked about this movie was it felt somewhat timeless. It's yeah. unclear whether it takes place in the past or the future. Which well, is a really interesting thing about it because sometimes there's like this old tech, like she has a pager, but then there's like a modern TV. It's very well, odd. She, <laughs> the, there is a future phone in this, too. They talk to each other through like a clamshell clam shell mm. hologram phones Whoa. at like one point in the movie and it's never acknowledged. And then there's like, yeah, this which is like present day. Mm-hmm. But then they're like, let's walk to the other side of town. And it looks like Detroit burnt out post-apocalypse kind mm-hmm. of thing. I imagine it's inconsistent to make you feel unsettled. I imagine like you can't oh, yeah. figure out where it's set. And, th- yeah. and I think this is from like right at the start of the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, that shot's It has really a very cool. strong opening and it, it felt like it, it just kind of grabs you right away. This is, I think the only thing I knew about it mm-hmm. was I think someone posted this clip. I didn't know what it was from. And they're just like, I think they put, someone thought it was a short film or something. Oh. And it, it kind of, it grabs your attention immediately. Also, Adam, I imagine you like the soundtrack. Soundtrack's great. It's really I'm, good. I'm a sucker for 80s synth wave, basically everything that happened after Drive. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm definitely a sucker for those sorts of things. Yeah. But uh, if I feel like if you need a movie that's going to get you in the mood for Halloween or kind of get you into the, the spooky 30 days that you're about to have, uh, this is a, a good starting point. And get you out of the mood for sex. Don't this have sex. Do Otherwise, <laughs> the big scary thing will come after you. Apparently, Quentin Tarantino didn't love this film. And then the director got mad at him for not loving it. Mm. I, I feel like if you don't like it, that's totally fine. It's just this is the sort of film that speaks to me. So if you're the type of person who's just sick of jump scares, mm-hmm. uh, which this movie has some, some. of, but I, I feel like they earned them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and they're not as jumpy as a, a Conjuring or a, a Nun. Not that I saw The Nun, but – um, a movie. How it's terrible. But you think you know what it is. Right. I, yeah. I, I feel like I, I've seen that movie a million times of it's it's safe horror. It's the it feels like you're going into a haunted house. You know, you're going to be OK. So do they try and explain like the origin of the curse? No. no. Not really? Good. That sounds nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel like the less you know, the better typically in a film like this. Um, and I, I don't want to give away too much in case anyone listening or watching right now has not seen It Follows. But uh, a good idea if you, this piqued your interest, uh, much like the plot of the film, trick a friend into watching it with you. <laughs> if they know nothing about it, uh-huh. crowd around, put your phones down, and enjoy a fun little scary movie for the evening, and then good luck sleeping for the next two days. <laughs> well, it follows. Thank you, Adam. You're for, welcome, Dan, yeah, for presenting you, show and tell. Or am I, Adam? Am, did, am, I, am I just going to attack you because you, you had sex? <laughs> <laughs> Stupid kids. Use a condom. What happens if you use a condom? Uh-oh. I think it still works. Oh, okay. Yeah. I actually don't know. These are rules I don't want to mm. know. We'll find out in It Follows too. They better – no, It Follows. Er, or it, It's it following. It Follows. Still follows. <laughs> nah, it yeah. follows dollar sign. <laughs> it Followses. Oh, yeah, that's pretty messed up. Yeah. All right. She um, got her leg bent back. So, Alana, yeah. what did you bring for us to see today? Uh, I'm going with Hereditary, Ooh. which I chose for very similar reasons uh, as Adam choosing It Follows, is that it's a movie that builds up a sense of dread really, really well. Mm-hmm. Um, full disclosure, the last, I want to say, quarter of the movie just gets batshit insane, not necessarily good. But leading up to that point, it's a movie that is a effectively a family drama where you aren't sure if something is wrong. You suspect that it probably is. And everything is just very fucking uncomfortable. Like, a lot of uh, really oppressive framing is the thing that I think makes that... You could have this movie be a family comedy, but the way that shots are framed, the way the sound design works, is like, that's the reason, until things actually get scary, that this movie is is unsettling. It's just the way it's shot. Mm-hmm. A lot of cool tones, et cetera, et cetera. And you start seeing sort of subliminal messaging. But... The thing that I, I really love about this movie is this 10-minute chunk that I won't spoil, but it's like a 10-minute a period of time that I think is could be one of the best 
short horror films ever made, even if you took that chunk out and you hadn't seen the rest of the film, you would still know what it was. And it's sort of like... Is you talking about the ending? No. You're talking oh. about the car? Talking yes. about the creepy oh, yeah, yeah. young old lady? And I like I won't say exactly what happens, but it's mm. ultimately just like something is building up and you don't know what's building up and you just suspect that it is. And, and it just means that you're paying a lot of attention to what's happening and it something happens and it gives you this climax, but it doesn't satisfy you with it when so many horror movies will be like, here's the gore, sit on it for 15 seconds. Mm-hmm. It doesn't do that. It's like, oh, something terrible has happened to someone. Let's drag that shit out as long as we possibly can. And it doesn't even show the thing that happens. It shows everyone's reaction to it. And, you know, there's like people just freaking out. It, it, uh, it's it's hard to explain without, without saying what it is, but I don't want to. We but. did a previous... Filmhouse on this movie in its entirety, and that has full spoilers and stuff. So, so I, I guess probably if, can just spoil it if uh, if you give them the warning because we've already done it. But uh, yeah. it might not be the same viewers, watchers, listeners, all that fun stuff. So well, I don't let's know. What just do you say think? like well, if the goal of this podcast is to get people to, to watch check them. out things, yeah, then you I probably shouldn't. shouldn't say what it is. I, th- I mean, I, I I think you're doing a great job trying. explaining <laughs> it without giving it all away because honestly, it's the dread, like you said, yeah. mm-hmm. that makes this movie so compelling. There's a, honestly, the trailer for it doesn't cool. do it justice because it's, it's also misleading. It sets it up to be a pretty traditional horror movie, but what y- y- you just feel uncomfortable for most of it before any of the real yeah. horror happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the best thing about this movie. Like, I think I'm, the first thing that happens that's scary, that's early, is just like you see um, a ghost effectively. But it's like you don't know if she's actually seeing that or if she's saw the, I only saw that. the movie once. There is something there, right? Or is it just a, a trickery no idea. with the lighting? So like that, well, no, there's, there's yeah. definitely like her mother is in the room, but you don't know if it's like in theory, it's probably not. Like mm-hmm. she's just seeing her there and she's not yeah. actually there. And, she, you know, she's gone through all of this insane dread and you, you hear about a lot of family issues that the mother has dealt with. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the, the film is like, okay, is it going to turn out that this woman has some kind of mental illness? She's schizophrenic. None of this is real. And she's putting her family through all this terrible shit. Mm. Or is something actually happening? And it does a very good job of keeping you guessing. This well, kid is terrifying, by the way. Yeah, she's I great. Seen this she's movie, spooky. She's great casting. Yeah, uh, kind of to what Adam was saying, His one of his favorite things about uh, It Follows was is that it was like a, a metaphor for something else. Mental illness is like this. Yeah. It's like... It's the curse your family passes down. Yeah. All you want to do is live a normal life, but your great-great-grandfather had schizophrenia, and yeah. now you have to worry about how that's going to affect your kids. Mm-hmm. And kind of like the Babadook. It's a similar yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's like depression. Yeah, I think those are always the best horror movies, too. But then this is done with such a light touch. There's certain, like you, do, If you're watching the footage, the B-roll along with us, the... There's just a really creepy guy who's smiling. At a funeral? At a funeral. I at see, a I didn't notice that the girl. first time I'd seen it. And then I saw it again and was like, oh, Jesus Christ. And mm-hmm. then there's and so much laid in this film. It's there, but then it's not, you don't think anything of it. And mm-hmm. it isn't until it's important, if it becomes important later on in the movie, that you're like, oh, right, there was a guy at a funeral smiling earlier. Like, yeah, you, there you know. is a lot of stuff in this movie Th- that... that uh, is just very threaded through and pays off. And a lot of the stuff that's footage in this doesn't happen as well. Like it's someone dreaming or, you know, yeah. it's a lot of it's not real. And I like that it constantly makes you second guess that. But then some of the things that I find really horrific in it that aren't necessarily traditionally scary is there's, you know, moments where this family's like been through something awful, someone died and they're all pretty fucked up about it. And they just say awful shit to each other. They're just like, they're, they're all sitting around a table and the mother says something like, I wish you were never born or something like that. Mm-hmm. And the way that they all react to that, it doesn't, it doesn't cut away. It doesn't cut to someone yelling. It just fucking sits there at that table with you. Mm-hmm. And you just have to watch them tear each other apart. And it's just like, not scary, but just, Oh, this is awful. Very uncomfortable. <laughs> it feels like any other movie would have taken that mom- moment. And then that would have been like the breaking point. Right. Like this is, Oh, and she feels terrible yeah. or whatever. But then she'll go like, I'm serious. And you're like, you're like, <laughs> she'll like dig. People will dig their heels in and then they'll like, and they'll be like, what? And then they'll end the night. And it's like, oh, imagine. I always try and think about like, if you get into an argument with someone, like a friend or a family member, it's fix like. Fix it before you go to sleep. Fix it before mm-hmm. you go to sleep. And this movie's like, let's make it worse. Yeah. And then try and go to sleep <laughs> and, and see how you sleep. Fuck does it get worse. <laughs> um, I have to say, though, got some flaccid dong in this movie. Uh-oh. Oh, you're right. There is. So we found our flaccid dog. Yes, finally. <laughs> like, when was yeah. the flaccid we'll dog? Oh, to. like there's like a lot. There's a lot. Yeah. I, I only yeah. saw it the one time. I 
do want to see it again now. It is sort of... Because you had the sponsor <laughs> day. Yeah, yeah, I need it now. I, now, I want to watch it again. I have a, a hunger for some dog. <laughs> it's, uh, it's one of those movies, what I really like about it was what you're talking about a lot, where there's a lot of just weird stuff, and then it all makes sense yeah. after mm-hmm. you see it. So there's not a lot of movies that I feel like... I'm trying to think of the last one where I really went back and was like, oh, wow, it was like maybe The Matrix, where I was like, once you understand what this thing is, you go back and watch and go, oh, God, this all makes so much more sense now. I did that with Get Out as well, because that's a similar thing, mm-hmm. where it's like that's something good... suspicious is happening, but I don't know what it is, and then yeah. you watch it again, and you're like, shit. It's obvious. This yeah. one, just uh, going back and watching some of the director's short films that he did <laughs> on Vimeo, and <laughs> yeah, he, he has a very twisted sense of what, scary is mm. and I like that about him there's a there's a really good one about a, a son and a father and that's really it and he does mm. another one where it's just a guy in his apartment and that's well, that's it. a lot of what this movie is is just family being mad at each other at a dinner table like mm-hmm. it really is but and it's but it, but it it escalates and it's fucking smart it's also uncomfortable incredibly uncomfortable so those moments those really awkward silent dinners are something I think we've all had before or where there's just tension and yeah. you felt that. And that that was my overall takeaway was the movie can have some supernatural moments, but it felt somewhat grounded and real. And there's some really good performances. There's some weaker ones here and there, a little cartoonish, but overall, it, like, I don't know. It, it felt something that could be real. It's, yeah. it's, it's worth noting, too, that Elise loves horror movies. She watches every single horror movie she can get her hands on. It's just like one of the things she loves spooking herself yeah. and, mm-hmm. and watching as much as she can. Um, she loves Hereditary. She Horror is like my, my favorite genre of film. Yeah. Horror thriller. And yeah, I, I adored it. But at the same time, it's a movie that I wouldn't recommend to literally anyone because watching it is an awful experience. Yeah. <laughs> like it's terrible to watch, Some but it's so that, well made. I mean, Elise saw this movie twice within a week. My goodness. So yeah. she went and yeah. saw it and then she Coloring. we were out and she was like, hey, it's playing nearby. You want to go? And I was like, no. And then yeah. Josh Flanagan <laughs> was like, I'll go. So then I went home. <laughs> I, Blaine, I like Blaine it. hated it, but he was hungover and then saw oh. this movie and he was like, oh. I, don't, I didn't necessarily think it was bad. I just fucking hated watching it. Like, totally. Yeah. I get this it. Is it's a yeah. I, I liken it to the dog being killed in John Wick. Mm. Um, get through that part and it's worth it. Like, once you, it's trial by fire. Once you get through it, you, after it's done, you'll you'll be able to have a great discussion I, with whoever you yeah, watched it with. Yeah, but I feel like this whole movie is the dog being killed over yeah, and over Yeah, it's, over it's one giant dog murder. Yeah. Uh, and it's horrible, and it, it hurts. But I feel like when you come out the other side, you you feel like you, you had a really good meal. Yeah. <laughs> like, your your brain actually was entertained. You felt something. You you didn't feel like you were on set on the movie where yeah. you can see a guy with a gel light moving it's, something around. Like, you actually... Felt like you experienced something, which well, I think is what a good film should yeah, be. Well, that's yeah. that's something great about horror films that I don't think many other genres do is that they like affect your body. You know, like mm-hmm. they raise your your blood pressure. They get you intense and excited mm-hmm. and off put. Like you know, you'll turn away. Mm-hmm. There's not really it's other the kind of movie where you're watching it and you're just like tense the whole time. It, it affects you in a way, right? Um, it I, also has some really spooky shit. Like there are the end gets a little bit jump scary, but in a way that's like some of it is genuinely fucking scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like people just like walking in the background and just sitting there and then they move and it's just like, dear God. I, I definitely think this movie is for people that appreciate the genre but are also looking for something different. Yeah. Um, it's like, you know, most horror movies are a roller coaster ride. You get on the ride and you come around and then, you, and then you're like, wow, that was fun, especially the part when I went down fast. <laughs> but this is, you get on the ride, the thing locks in, you go straight out of the station and then it just puts you in a room where heaters turn on. <laughs> And it starts to vibrate, and then you're in that for two and a half hours, yeah. and then you back out of the heat room, and they go, "Well, did you enjoy the ride?" And you're like, um, "Not a traditional roller coaster by any means." Um, you got a good sweat out of it. God, it's it's really. I'm really excited to see what this director can goes on to do. Yeah. Um, uh, th- this. He, oh, go ahead. Oh, he said there's a cut of this movie that is even longer that is just more family drama. <sighs> God damn. Yeah. I, I think it was a a perfect cut. Yeah. yeah I think for, so too. For what they yeah. got and. I, I love it because it just it made you ask all the right questions and there was enough there to satisfy you. Mm-hmm. I don't think it tried to get too crazy. It wasn't like a John Carpenter like Mouth of Madness where you're like, what the fuck? I don't know how. It, it, it's also worth noting that this movie's ending was reshot. 
because they screened it for a lot of people and people like hated it. But it's funny to think about the ending and think like, there, that's the (laughs) punctuation mark we needed. The ending's fucking weird, but there's also a change in the ending that unfortunately makes other shit that happened not make sense. Mm. The X's. I don't know. I can't really. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about it after. Yeah, there's a part I'm, that it like I'm makes. The, there's like a thing in the film that you're like, that never paid off, and it's because they changed the ending because people were like, that was fucking terrible. Yeah. Oh, but wow. in a way that they were like horrified. At the end of this movie, I don't like. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I loved it. I'm. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's bonkers. That's one of the best things. It about gets it, real weird. <laughs> this I, is. I think this is also coming on the heels of a kind of a. It follows is I say the more mainstream version of this horror type genre. Okay. Um, this and like The Witch. Yeah. And like The Ritual are like other horror movies that oh, have The come Invitation. Out. The Invitation. Not sure what I that one is. I think it's called The Invitation. It's like a it's a horror movie where just a bunch of people get invited to a party and then they they realize they're all locked in the house. Oh. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I think it's yeah. called The Invitation. That sounds yeah. fun. It's a similar kind of thing. Yes. I, I think I have seen that. That one, that one, yeah. These are all like these weird things. These are different. Babadook. Babadook, yeah, Babadook, like Babadook is like it. Be, it's it's good in its premise, but then it yeah. becomes a pretty traditional horror movie. It's also a little bit low budget. But this, it was the most low budget yeah. out of all of them. Yeah. Um, yeah was the ritual oh, yeah. good? I the ritual it. is good. Okay. Yes, that is it, on my list. It's also weird. It's like these movies are like you know what's going to make people feel uncomfortable? Weirdness, mm. and they do weirdness really, really well. But those are all like kind of in the same in the same line. I feel okay. Um, so. The Invitation is like same genre in that it's like everything is about uncomfortable dread. I feel like The Invitation's not quite it's, as good. But make, this guy feels if you identify with this dude, you feel like such an asshole. <laughs> yeah. That whole movie. Uh, yeah. I'm I'm gonna ask you, Dan. Actually, if you can stop playing it because yeah, I do yeah. want. I'm actually gonna watch. Oh, it this, sorry. Yeah, you should. I watch well, yeah, it in October. To, back to going to movies. And I wanna I wanna know less about this movie. I'm adding All that right. to my list. My cue. On the queue. Yeah, I, I'm Back like, I kind of want to apologize because I saw it not knowing it was even a horror movie, mm-hmm. and you start watching it, you'd have no idea, and then I was like, "What the fuck is <laughs> happening?" Yeah, I, they showed some trailers, and I thought we, we can stop talking about Hereditary as as soon as you need to, Dan. But I'm no hurry. Uh, I, I think we talked about this in the podcast. It movies today, I think, have a hard time because they have to sell themselves, right? But they can't give everything away, especially when. Your people seeing your movie is kind of hinges on you not knowing the plot, mm. well, and they well, had to. They, it's like they almost shot the movie in a way where they would sort of misdirect people so that you would think it's a different type of movie. For so, sure, yeah, because I I felt misdirected and I felt good about it because they actually saved a lot of stuff. Well, well yeah, I think the- that's a smart marketing campaign. A lot of times, whoever's cutting a trailer. Their prerogative is to get people to go to a movie. They don't give two shits about spoiling the movie. Of course. So they'll put everything in there to get you to go because that is their job. Well, that's why Marvel literally shoots things for the trailers that aren't in the movies. Mm -hmm. Like, they actively do that. And I think that's genius. We we had that issue just recently. We did the the Arizona Circle show. We put out a skit, a standalone skit, which is like the Ghoul Bursters bit, and we were debating about the thumbnail. And they were like, well, what do we do? Because we have oh, to, yeah, you kind like, of give away the. Do we do we show a family lighting a candle? No one's gonna click that. Mm-hmm. But then people are like, "You spoiled the video." It's like because the thumbnail shows the ghoul burst. We're mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, but that's probably why you clicked it." Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's, it's probably harder than it seems. And we all criticize trailers, and it's like it's probably really fucking hard to do that. Oh no, absolutely, like, hundreds of revisions. When and, when we saw that first Infinity War trailer, and you see Hulk. Yeah. Writing and then Hulk's on the movie and people are like, why is there no Hulk? Why did you change? It's like, <laughs> why no Hulk? Because <laughs> they're smart enough now that they know they have to put in things to misdirect yeah. you. Well, and, and that's that's loyalty to the audience, I think, that the doing that misdirection and not just giving away the money shots. The, the thing Hereditary does differently, and we might have already touched on this a little bit, but the, the entire fucking first third of the movie is misdirection. Oh, wow. Classic dick. Uh, Gotta get rid of that. I was wondering. (laughs) It's dark enough. I was like, like, this is definitely not supposed to be posted online. (laughs) Yeah. Like, from my angle, I I didn't see it. It just all It might have been shadowy enough that we can get away with it. It's probably just not well, Sorry. Sick burn. Sorry, Why are you apologizing to me? It's not I'm like just letting you know. Like, that wasn't you, Adam. Like, he's like, well hung. I'm apologizing to the guy. You know. Uh-huh. Well, yeah. yeah. That's anyway, that's a decent transition. We could have put some Mac Weldon's on that guy and avoided having to blur that. Nice. Um, <laughs> our sponsor this week is Mac Weldon. Hey. 
Um, Mack Weldon is better than whatever you are wearing. Mack Weldon believes in smart design, premium fabrics, and simple shopping. Just takes a few clicks to treat yourself and you'll feel like a whole new person with Mack Weldon. They are the most comfortable socks, shirts, underwear, hoodies, and sweatpants you ever wear. I think everyone in this room has Mack Weldon and loves and swears by it. Mm -hmm. They even have a silver line that eliminates odor naturally. It's naturally antimicrobial. You don't have so to wash them. They won't stink. You don't have to Ever? wash them. Never. You can go see a horror movie. You can crap your pants. No one will know. <laughs> no one no. Will Probably shouldn't. <laughs> it should be note that you will smell like shit. But the underwear <laughs> the themselves underwear won't. Oh, it's an important distinction. That is yeah. the magic of the silver line of underwear. Mm -hmm. Mac Weldon does want you to be comfortable. So if you don't like your first pair, you can keep it. They will refund you all your money, no questions asked. So there's really nothing to lose. Just go out, give it a shot. It takes a few clicks. Not only not only does Mack Weldon's underwear, socks, and shirts look good, they perform well too. It's good for everything, for hanging out in an office, recording a podcast, going to work, horror going movies. out on a date, going to horror movies. Running Anywhere away. and everywhere is ready for Mack Weldon. So go to MackWeldon.com and get 20% off using the promo code FILM. That's MackWeldon.com. Use the promo code FILM and you'll get 20% off your first order. Mm. So thank you, Mac Weldon, for sponsoring this week's podcast. Keep your Mac Weldon's on. You don't have to worry about it. it follows. <laughs> so yeah, um, if you never take them off, it's a good yeah. point. Listen, kids. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to me. I'm cool. Um, I <laughs> am going to leave James for last because I think he's going to change the tone a little bit what? on us. Because it's going to get real scary. <laughs> uh -oh. But um, I watched Mandy recently mm. and fucking loved this movie. Okay. Um, and I, I know it is definitely not for everybody, and I totally get that. Um, I don't it, know anything about it. Um, I, you don't I, have to know a lot about it, I honestly. think Mandy only exists because of the success of movies like The Witch and Hereditary. Yeah. Oh, great. Absolutely. It's definitely an extension of this subgenre of dread horror something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so Nick Cage plays this logger named Red who kind of lives out way out in the woods with his lady Mandy. Um, and they kind of have a sweet, simple, quiet life until this uh, cultist, cult leader guy kind of becomes obsessed with Mandy and mm. starts hatching schemes to get her and uses his crazy, creepy cult guys. Well, he uh, uses uh, uh, he uses his Legion of, Legion of Doom. Well, yeah, and so they, they summon this evil biker gang, <laughs> yeah. uh, demon bikers. Rad. The, yeah, I mean, this is fucking cool. I, um, I started wow. it. I started it last night. I got about 30 minutes in. Uh, I was just tired. Well, it is not the movie to start at midnight or that was a bad idea. Or yeah, it is super slow, especially the first half. Yeah, you know, it takes the time to establish the relationship between Red and Mandy. I, I, um, I like before what I getting to this crazy Did you get demon this biker far? shit. Didn't get this far. Okay. I, well, because I I've seen the trailer. I knew where it was going, and I'm like, mm -hmm. I know I shouldn't watch movies like this. And yeah. I was like, I'm just gonna stop. Because yeah. I, I want to be awake for this, so I might just start it again. It, well, and it'll do stuff yeah, like linger on th this shot. It kind of morphs between Mandy and the cult leader's face. Uh -huh. This is like five minutes of the movie with like yeah. droning synth music. I, I saw – what's the is director? The, the director's sorry. name? Panos Cosmatos. Okay. So first of all, no one should ever be named Panos <laughs> <laughs> unless you're in a Scott Gardner uh, skit or something like that. But that was like the Lords of Synth mm -hmm. or whatever, that thing. It, it's such a jokey name. But I saw his last film, uh, Beyond the Black Rainbow. And, a lot of great things to say well, about so it. So that shot you were talking about, that was the entire movie. <laughs> it, it, it was like a really long music video that goes nowhere. So the fact that this movie has any sort of plot, I'm already in. Well, so, <laughs> And that's, I think, the great thing about it. Um, it has a very simple plot. It's a revenge movie. So it, it can take the time to be drony and hang on someone's face with weird colors for a few minutes. Mm -hmm. And you don't lose the story because you know Nick Cage is coming to kill some dudes. Mm -hmm. Um but yeah, I, I just, I think... So what uh, differentiates it from being an action movie? Uh, the it's, fucking demon bikers, I guess. It's the same dread it's, that is in Hereditary. Okay. Like, uh, I I didn't... We were going to do a, a film on this, a film house on this, so I started watching it and got about halfway through, and I was like, okay, I got to stop. <laughs> um, because, again, it was getting late. Mm. And I hadn't watched any of the trailers. I hadn't asked anyone anything about what it was about. I, I, I hadn't even seen the image of Nicolas Cage because, uh, well, I'll tell you guys afterwards. But there was a reason that I had no idea. Um, and so I just started it. And that was a bad move. Yeah. This oh, is a well, movie This is a movie that you need to watch the trailer f for so you know what you're sitting through. <laughs> it, do, uh -huh. it does take a good 40 minutes to set up the relationship. Like, it is long shots of them just sitting in their home at night 
she'll be like reading a fantasy novel to him or like yeah. talking about this book that she read about the stars and astrology and the planet it's, Mars. Like it's, it establishes her as like this kind of cool metal nerd and I guess makes it makes the end pay off because you like Mandy so much. Hmm. Oh. Um, and maybe that's because you stare at her face for five minutes at a time. <laughs> Um, but the music is rad, too. The, what is this guy's name? Johan Johansson. Rest in peace. Um, yeah, rest in peace. He died in February, unfortunately, um, and apparently had an unused score for Blade Runner 2049. They ended up with Hans Zimmer, which is sad. Yeah, but. I'd like to hear that. But the music carries you through it, like crazy visuals. It's definitely something the the dude uh, Panos has got to be some sort of druggie because it it is <laughs> well, a super trippy psychedelic is like film. An Italian director. He, he directed like Cobra. Tombstone, Cobra, <laughs> Rambo, is, yeah, First yeah, Blood yeah. Part Two. Is it yeah. cheesy? This movie it, it's got the right amount of cheese. Like there is there is some th- that's pa- Panos that's by the Panos. way. He's like yeah. a no. he's like a trucker. <laughs> well, it's weird. Some of oh. the movie feels like he like it feels the same as a film student finding out that there's filters built into Final yeah. Cut Pro. Like, oh my, God, you're telling me I can drop this thing on and it's going to make their eyes pop or whatever? Like, I, well, but I've seen that and I've seen it done so poorly in other movies and films. And th- There's a whole wave of this in the early 2000s. You can see it used well in some movies like uh, Saving Private Ryan and then overused in other movies. You're yeah. like, please stop blowing out the colors because you found the filter option in Final Cut. No, that, that is this whole movie. But, like, well, half no. of it is red like this. But I, feel it, like I was going to ask if it's actually it, it's red. It's very, very red But I feel movie. like it's that's cinematography. Like, it was shot this way because they knew they were going to change the colors like that. And that, to me, actually... Yeah. I, I feel like there's so many shots in here that feel so otherworldly. Yes. And, it, and that, it that was only the first is. half hour where, like... That you see some of it in the trailer, but there's just like like some of these shots of like the universe basically, or like a, a galaxy above this like uh, this log house or whatever, and it's like it just I, it feels like they actually know what they're doing from a visual perspective. They absolutely oh. did, and, and yeah. that's kind of what elevates it from a normal, maybe even a crummy horror movie into something that I think is really badass. And that Panos knows what he's doing with those long shots, with the long droning music. It just kind of lures you into this weird universe. There's there's also kind of weird animated dream sequences that kind of look like the heavy metal movie from mm-hmm. the 80s. Cool. Um, see, there's That's just really rad moments. Cheesy. Is it like this dude is just like, I'm going to save my chick. But it's Nick Cage. So you yeah. can, like, even if it's cheesy and over the top, you're you're with him. Like, why did he have to make that? Um, it it's it's cool. also a little trip. Like, there, there's definitely like... Not to, I don't want to spill too much, but there's some something that's either magic or drugs. Um... And it just goes to a different place at that point. Mm. Halfway through, you know, something might happen to Mandy and Nick Cage needs revenge. And it just kind of snaps into this just constant barrage of things that are hard to watch, honestly. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's, that's why I think knowing what you're heading towards is important with a movie like this. Yes. It's, Be- it's so you're willing to sit through the because, 40 minutes. Because mm. if you're just watching it, you can sit there and think, Oh, you just made the whole fucking thing red. But if it's building towards something, if there's a purpose, which you don't know until the movie's over or until you see a trailer that obviously indicates that there's skill behind it or there's intention, there's a lot of shitty movies out there that just do that. Yeah. We've watched them. Like, <laughs> And so that's why I think this movie's important. I, pl- I was planning on finishing it. It was just like... 12.30 at night and I was like this yeah. guy's monologue is not ending <laughs> and so it's probably for the best that I call it here the, but. the guy who plays the cult leader I thought did a from yeah, the, yeah. From the th- you know 10 minutes I saw him of that long shot of him laying on a bed talking to his cult members I thought was well done yeah. it, I mean um, you had like to establish that he's a cult refineries leader refineries over yeah. Jupiter <laughs> <laughs> but so there, there's so much rad like heavy metal kind of like dark fantasy influence there's several mm. title cards like this mm. this happens about halfway through the movie but there's several other ones that kind of wait those are in the movie yeah these title they're these really rad title cards they yeah. look like a instead of frog being rock like, yeah. Like yeah. cover <laughs> instead of just album saying cover. like like three days later or whatever it'll be like Children Somerville Farms yeah. in It'll like glimmer, or it'll be like the covers like the, of it's Shadow Mountain. The Lucasfilm hmm. logo yeah. every single time with the sparkles on it, but then in a different way. And Interesting. It'll it, yeah. it is very much a movie that's style over substance, and I think I loved the style so much that it didn't bother me that it's just kind of it is a normal revenge film, mm-hmm. like underneath all of that. But there's a fucking chainsaw fight. It's like, like if Alan Wake were metal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Except there, more people will see this. Maybe. <laughs> Sorry, Alan. We, no one played it. R.I.P., yeah. buddy. Just, I, I mean, I played the, it. 
the visuals, it looks like, you know, Geiger developed these like leather metal clothes back well, in the it's 80s. Just, it's one of those movies where you're like, all right, I watched the whole thing. Now I'm going to read the wiki <laughs> to see what it was about. <laughs> like it, like I said, I, I suffered through his other film, maybe his first film, uh, yeah, Beyond the Black Rainbow. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't tell you what the story was. Can you was. pull up a trailer for that? Um, sure. But, oh, yeah, the song while he's making this axe, by mm-hmm. the way, was it called like Creating the, the Beast Dawn. or something? Oh. Is it metal? Uh, forging the Beast. It's <laughs> so rad. It's mm-hmm. so rad. I, I'm gonna it's actually a, probably. It's buy a cool axe. I'm just like, but why? I mean, it's over the top <laughs> yeah. and stupid. I just I remember I'd go. I remember years ago I went to back when uh, our friend Brett Hunley was living with a couple other guys from Machinima, and they had a they had a Halloween party that we went to one year, but it was cult themed, mm-hmm. which is super fun. So everything was like very Jonestown. It was all very spooky. They were playing like Holy Mountain in oh, the yeah. background, yeah. which is like a perfect. That's what this reminds me of. Yeah, yeah, it's a perfect like put it in the background. It doesn't need sound. It looks creepy. That's what Beyond the Black Rainbow is, mm. where it is a yeah. yeah, it's a movie you can watch in the background. You don't need to know what it's about, and you'll just go, "Oh, that's creepy. That's good for this cult party I went to," and then be done with your life. It's like what a club would play on Halloween night on the monitors. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I I want this director um, Panos to go on to make something pretty cool. Like I want. The same thing. Marvel should, movie. Yeah, should make a silver <laughs> I keep, surfer. I keep trying to walk in a way that I can be like, and he snaps his fingers and gets rid of fifty percent of his films, but I couldn't find a way to put that in there. It's sort of like it's, it's thing like a like a young you know Quentin Tarantino. You're like, imagine what he would do with a budget going from like Reservoir Dogs yeah. to Pulp Fiction, which still wasn't even a huge budget, but then even like uh, Inglorious Bastards, where it's like, you know what. His convictions and his themes are still strong, regardless of the budget, and that's awesome. Mm. Panos right now is just making VJ clips <laughs> for DJs well, on like Halloween night, and I want I want something like him. I want him to do something really cool, but I hope he doesn't get tied down to the substance. Yeah. Or I'm sorry, the style. So you think he can make something really cool? You, th- you think some producers or studio heads need I, to rein in the weirdness a little bit? I wonder if he were to adapt some sort of like Stephen King or H.P. Lovecraft book or something in his own way, mm. th- he would actually he would be successful. Him to make Maybe. something that someone else wrote. Like when Basically. David Lynch made Dune. <laughs> I don't and know. And it I, was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let him make weird little movies. Who knows? I I'm, think you need you need these people, oh, this though. Is a, yeah. This is a trailer. Yeah, I have no fucking idea what's happening. Yeah, you, <laughs> you need these types of filmmakers to push things forward because this is for people who are bored of the same old yeah. shit. Yeah. And and they will find new pathways and they'll they'll pioneer into new things that may not be the standard, yeah. but can become part of whatever the future standard. That's is. how we got it follows and the witch exactly. And, yeah. Well, and you get someone like Nick Cage to attach himself to Mandy, mm-hmm. which actually brings people to watch it. Is I, I'm guessing that's why anyone maybe would have heard I it. would guess that it was probably more of a. Wouldn't it be interesting if we cast this character who who this actor who's not really known for anything good. <laughs> and then we try and make him in this thing that's complete art. I mean, that's, right? that's sort of the George Lucas story. He did THX 1138, which is like... Super art film. Very artsy, very... Uh, but I mean, Robert Duvall's in it, but it was a young Robert Duvall. Mm-hmm. But then they went, what if we gave him American Graffiti? You're like, oh, he did a pretty good job. And he's like, I have Star Wars. <laughs> and he... Like, that's what everyone's banking on. That's what they're hoping. God, so when Elijah guy. Wood and... Uh, yeah. Nick Cage get behind a movie like this. They're like, we're hoping this guy might be the next big thing. Just I, make I, the Star Wars. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think George Lucas. I'm talking out of my ass, but I think THX one one three eight is. I don't think he intended it to be that movie. I think he thought he ma- was making a cool <laughs> sci-fi action movie with maybe a little bit of like Kubrick kind of vibing in it but mostly cool action but then he saw all the footage and he was like this is slow and boring <laughs> <laughs> so then it became that from that point on it became psychological or whatever that's my theory that's a- that, having watched that movie like four times oh wow I <sighs> I've only, you think I've he only, worked with what he shot it's, I, it's hard to think it, like it feels like a student got some money and this is, it's like, absolutely it's a student film more I know. than anything else yeah. well the, there's the student film and then there's the feature length adaptation of his student film yeah 
and it's like you learn nothing. <laughs> you just had more money to spend. I just Nick Cage real quick. He he does he goes full rage cage at the end where he's like a maniac. Rage, rage but cage. he has he has a wonderful transformative moment. Just he's in a bathroom by himself and has like a bottle of liquor with him. And it really it, I'm liquor. not gonna say like an Oscar performance, but like it's a really really well acted scene, mm-hmm. and you believe I mean, it, and you see him this like looks well transform. Acted. It it's over the top in a Nick Cage way, but. I don't know. I, th- I think he's just fantastic. You, you can in this channel movie. him. I mean, that's the thing. A yeah. good well, he director calls it surfing. He like he surfs this weird reality that he's got. Um, mm. I think a good director knows what the right project is for Nick Cage. The problem was when people were like, "He's an action star," and then they just started <laughs> drawing him in action movies. It's like, no, he's not. He's Nick Cage. You got to find the right the right beast for him. It, it's weird because he had his his whole. He, he goes up. He has a lot of. He has a few ups and then a lot of downs. It mm-hmm. seems to be more downs and ups lately but mm. he did adaptation not too long ago and that's a great film mm-hmm. uh, ah. <laughs> it's just so weird actually I just wanted there's one still that I loved in this photo gallery he named his kid Kal-El so I don't know but it's that Vince Neil is at the premiere <laughs> and he's not looking very good I mean you just caught him at a bad angle yeah that's yeah. a bad angle come on that, that's the camera was at his toes I think he looks great <laughs> Oh yeah, Elijah Wood. So Elijah Wood was produce. a producer on yeah. this film. Huh. Okay. Yeah. I'm. I will watch it. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think I, I, think I will too. Yeah. It's worth I'm your time. Check it out. I, I, it, knowing because I, I, when I stopped, I went and told Dan the next day. I was like, "Hey, so I didn't finish the movie." And then Dan was like, "You should." And I was like, "Okay, that's all yeah. I needed to know. Right. You I just w- needed someone to tell yeah. me." How that did I you watch there, it? You watch the setup. You got to watch. Uh, the payoff. I think you can rent it. Yeah, yeah, I think you can. It's, yeah, it's rentable right now. Google yeah. Play and it's playing in a couple theaters. It's in some theaters around the country, but not many. Yeah, yeah. there's a little art house. There was one in, in LA, this but dude. I really did want to go to Hollywood. This fucking dude didn't do anything but stare with his jaw open. Yeah, he's he really off putting. Yeah. That's good casting. Oh, there, what's the name of the fat kid? <laughs> it's like Gordo or whatever. <laughs> Chewy. Oh well. Eh. I'll figure it out real quick. Well, all right. Maybe not. You sold me. I will watch it. Yeah, me too. I promise you that, Dan. Uh, Are you actually looking up? Someone's name is Fuckpig? It's not Fuckpig. I don't think Um, it's Fuckpig. Oh, well. Well, we'll have to figure that out another day. Uh, James. Yes. What did you bring to show and tell? Who's ready to get scared? I'm bringing Halloween. Oh, excellent. Which which one? Yes. These are for Halloween. Yes. These are for Halloween. (laughs) No. The Halloween movie. Michael Myers, Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh. Only, more specifically, Halloween H2O. Wait, what? Really? And... Halloween Resurrection. <laughs> Wait, hold on. You said what? they kind of go in tandem. I did a double feature of these two mo- movies this weekend. Did you really? I did. That's cool. And they're both garbage. <laughs> yes. Yeah. They're really, really bad, but very, very interesting. <laughs> Watching them gave me a lot of insight into the Halloween franchise as a whole. But there's a new one coming out, too. There's mm-hmm. a new one coming out. We should out, go see it. Which is interesting. I think we will. Because the franchise now has, oh. I think... Six timelines, <laughs> five or six different timelines. Yesterday you said it's it was the multi, three. Multiverse. Yeah, but then I remembered more. So <laughs> there's there's the timeline of Halloween one, two, then three was a complete non sequitur. That's yeah. season of the witch. Then it was like four, five, six. Right? Wait, so is three not canon? No, three is not canon. Okay, which four, means five, it's technically its own timeline. So that's one. Okay, two is one, two, four, five, six. Right? Okay. Yeah, and then. At when H2O came out in 98, they retconned 4, 5, 6, and 3, of course. So 3 they is became just right extended out. universe. Sure. And, said, and said, those didn't happen. Okay. It was 1, 2, and now H2O. So that's the okay. third timeline. Okay. okay. Halloween Resurrection is a direct sequel to H2O, so technically that falls into that same timeline. Yeah. When did that come out? That one came out in 2002. And it stars Buster Rhymes and Tyra Banks. She has no lines and just has one scene where she dances to an uh, espresso machine and dies off screen. She dances to an espresso machine. There's music playing and she really wants to dance while making espresso, which conveniently allows her to miss the security camera, which reveals that someone is being murdered that she was supposed to be watching. Incredible. Um, and this God. isn't a cold open kind of thing mm-hmm. where, you know, a Drew Barrymore and Scream. Right. This is in the whole movie. That she's just there, um, and the then young Josh Hartnett. And so, so that's the other timeline. Then there's the Rob Zombie timeline. He re- he rebooted the franchise in like 2010 or something. Did he do two of them? Or and he did one? Halloween and Halloween Two. There which, have been two Halloween movies since 2010. 
There would have been two. Yeah, he made two of them. I think. what? I don't know. If it was 2010. Well, Whenever and his was like an origin story. Didn't his they go back to his, everything. To okay. his so childhood. Yeah, they did all of them. They did Nightmare on Elm Street. They did Friday the Thirteenth. Which are Friday the Thirteenth was good, wasn't it? Uh, or do you the mean first, a reboot of that? First thirty mm-hmm. minutes are good. It. They're all. Those everything movies. except for uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is not good. Hills Have Eyes? I mean, it's I don't... Fine. Yeah. Okay. There was the Texas... the plat, Michael Bay's company, Platinum Dudes, did a remake of Texas Chainsaw Massacre that is good with Jessica Biel. It's oh, genuinely yeah. good. And then they were like, let's do them all. And then they yeah. all almost get good and then miss the mark at some mm. point. Okay. Um, but anyway, that's... I don't know if that Sorry. was this. I think Rob Zombie just, was just like, I want... I think it was Dimension Films or something was like, let's let Rob Zombie make th- it. There was just a tsunami of... Was it, yes. a, was it a hot horror movie in the 80s? Do you remember it? Do, yep. do some people remember it? Remake Let's it. Do it. Yeah. Recast it. Get it so in. So is the new Halloween that's coming out next month also a, a remake no, it, or a reboot? It goes. It takes place after the first Halloween. The first right? Halloween, which okay. means that it now retcons H2O, H2O Resurrection, and Halloween 2. Yeah. Because Halloween 1 is her being like just a teen and then being attacked by Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. He falls out a window. Mm-hmm. And Halloween 2 is the movie where she goes to the hospital. He chases her to the hospital and then kills a bunch of people <laughs> at the hospital. And that's where you find out that they're technically related. That Michael Myers is Jamie Lee Curtis's brother. brother. Half that's brother? not That's retcon now for the new movie. So mm. now he's just a killer. He's just a guy. And she's just been waiting for him to get out of an insane asylum since the first movie where she was attacked. Wow. All right. What, didn't they already try and do that? You, you were saying the timeline. They pretended like a bunch of movies didn't happen and Jamie Lee was back. Yeah. But they're redoing that again. Yes. Where Jamie Lee is back. Yes. So okay. H2O is Jamie Lee Curtis is back in Halloween because yes. it had been 20 years since the first Halloween. And it takes right. place on a cruise ship. So By I've the way, only... we only have a few months to make Halloween H4O because <laughs> it has been 40 fucking years since the first Halloween. Holy oh, shit. shit. She um, looks what great. What an enduring franchise. Yeah. I think she that's insane. Anyway, I picked these because they're really stupid. Like, it's funny to think that they tried to reboot it. Halloween H2O has some of the worst pacing of maybe any horror movie of all time. So, so I've, I've only seen the first one. Okay. And that was a long time ago. So what good. is the synopsis the of <laughs> the Halloween movies? It's just a guy killing a lady? What well, is which it? Which timeline are we talking? Uh, Each it, of them, one by one. Let's go. <laughs> well, basically, the premise is there was this horrible murder on Halloween night. Some six-year-old... A child. Six-year-old or ten-year-old or something um, murdered his sister and then was put in an insane asylum. Okay. And then, uh, like... I don't know, 15 years later or something, he breaks out of the insane asylum and then goes on a killing spree again, killing on more ho- sexy on Halloween. Episode on, about that. on Halloween. So that's Halloween a, one. Jamie wears Lee a William Shatner mask. Jamie Lee Curtis happens to be one of the victims. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's Yeah, it was. So they got a William Shatner. It's a Captain Kirk mask. Turned inside out. That they turned it inside out was there because they had no budget. So Wait, so, really? James. Also, mm-hmm. by the way, oh. in Halloween H2O, there's a moment where the mask is CG'd on his face. What? Why? What? Insanity? Tyra Banks. She was right there. Can you explain? Oh, that's this is the one where they make reality. So this is Halloween Resurrection, which is the sequel to H2O. Where Buster Rhymes runs a company called Danger Media. <laughs> no, sorry, Dangertainment. Dangertainment. Dangertainment, because there's a knife in the middle. Okay. And he has an amazing idea to do a reality show that takes place inside Michael Myers' childhood home. Okay. Um, and On Halloween. He casts a bunch of teenagers, uh, three of which are all from the same college and know each other, one of which is a chef who only talks about food. Like, even as he's fighting Michael Myers, he's talking about the nutritional value of things, and he uses a specific kind of seasoning to get it in his eyes <laughs> because he's a chef. Okay. Um, to blind him? To right. blind him. <laughs> um, so, so the plan is we'll hook them all with cameras, rig the whole... Uh, rig the whole building with cameras and then we'll do a reality like, oh, they'll get so scared and everything. Little do they know, Michael Myers is Shows living up. there. Oh. <laughs> Wait. How so, did they... Oh. Wait, but Jamie Lee Curtis is in it? Okay, no. so, all right. Spoilers. Here's where things <laughs> well, we're, get fun. We're watching the trailer. I just saw her in the trailer, but you said she wasn't can in you this pull up? Can you pull up the, the box art for Halloween Resurrection? <laughs> so, quick question. Yeah. Uh, would you recommend watching these? 
Yes. Like, you can have bad, fun horror. Because the runtime of H2O is 91 minutes, and the runtime of Resurrection is like 89 minutes. Mm. So you can be done in three hours. So... (laughs) (laughs) Why are you laughing? Look at the... Can you bring it up? Okay, so... Look, it's, it's Jamie Lee Curtis, Tyra Banks... Buster Rhymes, and then two actors who are actually in the movie. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> are the others not in the movie? Time. Tyra Banks, again, has, I think, no lines. She mutters something, which they probably could have given to an extra and then dies off screen and dances to an extra. That's kind of fun. Gotcha. Buster yeah. Rhymes is, is the head of uh, Dangertainment mm-hmm. and does have a big role, like when he uh, karate kicks Michael Myers out a window. It's a big um, role. And it's not ironic. <laughs> it's like, that's he did it. Um, okay. But what about Jamie Lee Curtis? Why is she on the box art? Jamie Lee Curtis. So you have to go back to H2O. H2O <laughs> ends. She only did it because she said, I'll do this movie. I'll come back and do this. But we got to kill him off. We'll kill him off and then end the franchise. Okay. That's it. So she was like, get me out of this fucking hell. She was like, oh, I'll come back if you murder she, him she finally. Have, she doesn't have to do these movies. No, but I, I could understand it being a part of her career or whatever. And like, let's it's her legacy, like, man. So I'm gonna, yeah. I want to end it. Let's end it right with this movie <laughs> H2O, okay. which introduces a 20-year-old Josh Hartnett, by the way. It's more like heartthrob. I anyway. think that's what I call him. <laughs> so at the end of H2O, spoiler, she has a very elaborate plan that gets Michael Myers, and then she cuts off his head. And it's like, boom. It's not he, like he's shot. It's not like he's stabbed or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, he got decapitated. There's even a point earlier in the movie where she stabs him a bunch, and she goes, nope. And then she gets him into a situation, cuts off his head with an axe. Boom. It's over. At the beginning of Halloween Resurrection, they, re- they reveal that that's not what happened. Oh. That a Michael Myers changed places with a security guard and put him in the uh, place. And so Jamie Lee Curtis accidentally killed a security guard. Yeah, there's Buster Rhymes karate fighting Michael Myers. There's some good winning. ADR in the scene. And, uh... I mean, Friday the 13th does some dumb shit like that, yeah, too. Yeah, um, Well, they all do dumb shit. And so now she's True. in an insane asylum. Apparently what happened behind the scenes is she was told that it would end, and then it was revealed that in her contract... She had been screwed, <gasps> basically. Scary. Wait, in the movie or in real life? In, in real, real life. life. Oh, no. In real life, they were like, nah, we're going to change it. And they actually, after they finished filming H2O, the day after, filmed that security guard scene. No. Basically, kind of to screw her. So she was. they were like, you have to do it. And she was like, she was like fine, I'll do it. But I'm only going to do this much. So the opening of Resurrection is like a really long cold open of Michael Myers going to an insane asylum where she is three years after the events of H2O and then getting her and killing her. Okay. That's it. Like, I wonder how much she got paid for that. Probably a good amount, yeah. but still, it's Million. just terrible. Also, She's like, all right, if you won't kill him, fucking kill me. I'm done. Also, she has long hair and but no But then makeup. she was a security god. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, now she's back because they're just retconning everything. Yeah, well, all this is wiped, and she's back again, probably because there's actually <laughs> talented people potentially making this one. Oh, boy. More than this. More than this. Wow. This just looks so goofy. Like, it is. Was it scary at all? Like, do they try? No, uh, there's not. There's it's a just great one-liners moment. and There's a great shit. moment in H2O where they we're talking about jump scares mm-hmm. and how false they are. <laughs> There's a moment where a character is going through a kitchen and then one of the other guys, like the other boys who's there, um, sneaks up behind her and then grabs her like, boo, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Except the shot is of her and you see him come out and do it and then the movie still makes a loud noise and she screams. That annoys the shit out of me. Like uh, the most recent Blair Witch had some like really good moments but Wait. there's most of the jump scares are auditory recent Blair Witch yeah there's like a, a oh book. they fuck they remade that yeah. one too it's not a remake it's like a follow up it's a I sequel I was like mm-hmm. are we talking about Book of Shadows no <laughs> it, it was like I think it might have been last year maybe the year before and it, there are some good parts in it but it has all of these just auditory jump scares it's like a thing that's not really scary but someone screaming at you in a microphone it's like yeah I'm probably going to be spooked by that yeah. um, can I, you explain this moment like what no, was this I, trap I, I can't cause she was <laughs> She was locked up. She was locked up the whole time. She wasn't able to escape until he broke down the door. So the fact that she had a trap rigged on the roof, which doesn't makes even less sense because her plan from this point, if they show the whole scene, she hangs him over the side of the building, and then she's like, I'm going to cut the rope and kill you. And it's like, really? 
a fall is supposed to kill him. Yeah. Later on, she's the one who falls, and it's maybe like the roof maybe the high, as high as the ceiling in this building, well, and she fall. falls into bushes. <laughs> and I'm like, no. so if he had fallen, he would have been pretty <laughs> fine. Anyway. Does, um, does he have any like supernatural abilities that make him super strong or anything? Do they try to explain that? No, no. Just I don't know why. I think unwell. I mean, he he is like magically powerful and strong. Yeah, but there, but as far as I actually. know, none of the main movies explain why he's magically strong. Right, he's just so crazy and loves killing so much <laughs> that he can get shot and stabbed. I guess. Mm. Um, I I'm glad you guys picked the movies you picked because <laughs> I almost wanted to pick these movies to show why we're getting good stuff now. Because mm. this is how this is about as bad as it gets. It's like this, yeah. and then Jason does New York, which is honestly more of a comedy. <laughs> I kind of want to see it. Freddy that. versus Jason was actually pretty funny. Freddy versus Jason was okay. Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, but these movies are just <laughs> terrible. So that's a security guard. Oh, I see. So like, so she has to check to make sure it is him. I mean, but we don't even know what he looks like, so it doesn't true, matter. True. None of it makes sense. He also she she's cutting rope and he like holds his ears, and then later on in the when they get to the actual movie with the reality show, there's a character who screams so loud that it breaks a glass, and you're like, oh, What's she's gonna scream at the end of the movie and save the day because they're screaming so loud that it's gonna dr- hurt his ears. Uh-huh. Except that doesn't happen. The whole movie is things that don't happen. So then he grabs her, grabs her. That the was knife. really stupid, though, because his hands were free. Why would she assume he wouldn't move them? Everything about know. this movie that is stupid. That makes sense. <laughs> Do they have any sexual tension? They're brother yes. sister. Yeah, wait for it. They're brother sister. Right? Like, but they oh, seem wait. like a little bit in love. Wait for it. Yeah, this looks. Okay. Didn't we establish they're not brother and sister? Now, now. they are not. <laughs> yes. But in this, they were. <laughs> they were still. Yeah. Okay. But this is how. This is. This also, is, I like noticed they're. Like, she looks like movies. she's having an orgasm. Oh. What the fuck? <gasps> See, I, I keep wondering if it's like a Batman Joker situation. Oh no, she fell into bushes. They need each other. She, she fell look eight feet. Fall, look into bushes. That's how she was gonna kill him. It was like a story and a half. <laughs> no, it's nothing. That's is that how she dies? Everything is terrible about both of these movies, but they're really fun to watch. But they're also adding more detail to his face for some <laughs> reason. Like, I thought the point of the mask was that it was simple. Yeah. And then they were like, "What if we age lines? He Give him eyebrows. Yeah. Yeah. Why? The mask He's not Batman." Just strange. The first movie was an accomplishment because of what it did with the low budget, and it sort of catapulted this genre well, into a thing. Well, how many movies? Are there 10 now? Seven ten like movies? Seven? I think there's, there's more. Six, I think. Well, you have to five, also six, count the Saturday two, morning cartoon nine, TV show. 10, 11. So no, you don't. You're not sure this, if it's no, three. <laughs> this might be 12. Wait, maybe. really? I think that's Jesus, really fucking one impressive. Might be 12. 11? 11? Does that count the newest one? I don't Probably not. It's not out yet. Oh, anyway, Jesus. four, five, six, seven, eight, res- r- resurrection, nine, ten, Rob Zombie, yeah, eleven. If we were to look at like the history of horror films, how far back does it go? Like, what's the first horror film that really kicked things off? Like, because I know this was like the same Dracula era as <laughs> maybe as Friday Universal? the Thirteenth, which is also Nosferatu, just yeah. a dude stabbing people. Uh, oh, no, Jason's getting Jason. And what? then night, no, that's when did Myers. Nightmare on Elm Street oh, come out? Michael Myers. That's a little that's newer, the 80s. right? Yeah. The I, 80s. I would say the the current timeline that we're in right now is a a product of the 80s. Yeah. We but we are now sort of getting a resurgence of 70s horror. Mm-hmm. Uh, most notably, a complete remake of Suspiria. Mm-hmm. Um, but more of the slower kind of psychological horror, more European influenced. If you want to go down that path, but. A, a new genre of horror has not really, I think, made its way over here since, I think, like, South Korean or Japanese horror sort of made its way here. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, you could say paranormal activity counts as a different genre of horror. Sure. Yeah. yeah, the found footage. I, yeah, I, I, yeah. yeah that, that, I would call that 2000s horror. Yeah, because <laughs> there's also that, what, like, Unfriended, I think. It's, like, just movies centered around technology, effectively. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is, I guess that is a sort of genre, but the, the monster chasing people is still a thing. Yeah. And it was sort of re. It was made again uh, popular. Made it made popular again by Scream, and yeah. then that continued with I know what you did last summer and 
uh, there's like 13,000 of those Urban movies. Urban movie. Yeah, and then there's some then that are... Cabin in the Woods just neatly wraps it all up. Mm-hmm. Cabin in the Woods is like, that, that was a nice little swan song. Kind of was. For, yeah, for everything. But then you still get your Jeepers Creepers and other types mm-hmm. of things that are still in the same vein, but different enough that people go, well, it's kind of its own thing. And they go, yeah, well, sure, he's a bug man, whatever. Uh, but then you still got your your candy mans and your yeah. hollow mans. I mean, Jeepers Creepers is still a guy chasing people. Yeah, it was directed by a pedo, so let's forget mm-hmm. that movie. It was made. I think, oh, boy. I think... Uh, it, he, he's a convicted pedo. It's not always... I did not case. know that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Oh, good old powder. Um, it, I, I think part of it is you can always find... There's a certain movie that seems to be made because the people behind it believe that it's good. So the first Halloween was made with a low budget, but I think John Carpenter and the people involved believe that it was a good movie. Like, mm-hmm. we can make a good movie, and we won't have any money, but we can make a good movie with this. And from there come all the people that make movies because they think it will be financially successful. Yeah. Yeah. And then you get further and further from where you started mm. until there's some sort of like, you know, retcon or whatever. And then it goes back again. Mm-hmm. You get you get the people who actually. Well, that's what happened with Soul, right? Like the first Soul movie is a very good movie on a very low budget. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they got bad because <laughs> yeah. they got profitable. But one, now one but, every year for yeah, five years. But then we take a 10 year break. Some kid who grew up watching Saw is going to go. I'm going to remake Saw and do what they did in the, you're right, that's awesome, let's mm-hmm. do it, and let's make 20 more and then run into the ground yeah. again. Yeah. It's but cyclical. That's, it's that's like technology. It, right? I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, we talked about horror movies forever. Um, <laughs> I will. Yeah. But we could do this again. I hope you guys have a wonderful October and check out some of these movies. Maybe not the Halloween movies unless you want to laugh. Three hours, uh, you'll be done with both of them. <laughs> and you'll be all caught up. I think I'm going to do it. You should. It's totally worth it. Uh, I think I think H2O's on Hulu. So. <gasps> all right. Everybody run to their Hulu. <laughs> Honey, are you home? <laughs> yeah. Cue up the Hulu. <laughs> all right, bye. See you next time. <laughs> See you. Bye.